Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Discover Blind Spots podcast, where we believe what you don't see can actually hurt you. My name is Tim Riddle. Today, I get the chance to bring you an interview that I had several weeks back with Clay Mask, who's the CEO and co-founder of Keep. You spell that K-E-A-P. They were formerly known as Infusionsoft. And if you're wondering what they do, they're a software company that allows you, that, that brings automation to your business to be able to automate some of your strategies and some of your processes, but also perhaps the, the, the largest power, automation is powerful, but the ability to nurture your relationships with potential customers as well as existing customers through email and to be able to automate that and be able to to be basically in front of your customers on a consistent basis. We all know that if we have customers, if we own a business or we're in a business, we can't have FaceTime where we're sitting in front of every customer on a consistent basis. Keep allows you the ability to do that. And so uh, earlier this year, I became a partner, certified partner with Keep, and I now am able to not only sell this particular software, but but implement it for clients. And I've had the good fortune of being able to do that and not only see it work in my business, but also see it work in others as well. It's a powerful, powerful tool. One of the things that I've noticed, though, is becoming a partner. Keep is about a $100 million company. So you think big corporate structure and so forth. And but, but what I've noticed is their attention to detail and their relational ability to really support not only me as a customer, but me as a partner. In fact, this interview is an example of that. Several weeks ago, one of my contacts at Keep reached out and said, hey, how would you like to, you have a podcast, how would you like to interview the CEO of a $100 million company? And I said, well, yeah, for sure. But are, are you talking about Clay Mask? And he said, yeah, Clay would love to, to uh, you know, help our partners. And if you have a podcast, he'd love to come on and be interviewed and have a conversation. And l- listen, he doesn't, he doesn't know me from Adam, but we scheduled it. Um, we spent uh, almost an hour together. Uh, the podcast about 45 minutes, but we spent almost an hour together. And he could not have been more gracious, more genuine, kind, transparent, I think you're going to absolutely love the interview. But I want to tell you one quick story, but and then we'll get started. One of the things as a study, as I've studied leadership over the years, and as I love studying leaders, I love not just listening, you know, to what they say, but watching their actions because we all know, right? Some leaders, what they say, what comes out of their mouth, is not the way they act, and so their actions don't line up with their words. And recently, I was in New York for a Keep Partner Day, and we were there, and we had an all-day kind of a meetings and so forth. And during lunch, we you know, we all gathered, took a break, and we all went to a place, and we had lunch together. And there was, I don't know, maybe 60, 70, 80 people or so. And it just so happens that um, because they had to funnel us out, you know, kind of table by table or group by group to get to this place, I ended up in the elevator with plate mask and sort of reintroduced myself from the from the podcast interview and we ended up going up and we got to the sort of buffet line together and we were sort of at the beginning of the line so 
we grab our food, we sit down, I sit down, I'm sitting at his table. He puts his food down, and then he gets up and he goes somewhere, and I thought, I wonder what's he doing? And I look up, and he went back to the front of the line, and he walked all the way down to those, I don't know, 60, 70 people or so, maybe more than that, and shook everyone's hand. In other words, before he ate, his, his food was sitting there. I'm sure it was getting cold. But what was more important to him is that he had a personal connection with every single person. And that just, I mean, that just said something to me about his character and about his leadership and has certainly been consistent with my interactions and involvement with KEEP um, as a partner and all of the all of the team that I've been able to have um, contact with has carried that same sort of mission vision DNA that same uh, I just we just really want to help and so I think you'll hear this in the podcast I think you'll hear this in his interview and just how transparent he he actually was and 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 for for that kind of a leader of that large of a corporation, as I said, he was as genuine and honest and transparent of anybody I think I've ever seen. So I know you're going to enjoy it. Let's get to it. Here's my interview with Clay Mask. Clay, thanks for Thanks for being on the podcast. It's an honor uh, to have you to sit with me and talk for a little bit for this next uh, little bit of time. You bet, Tim. Glad to do it. Thanks for having me. I wondered if you, uh, obviously for my uh, listeners, I introduced you in my introduction, but I wondered if you could just share a little bit about KEEP. I know some of my listeners may not understand exactly or may not even heard of keep believe it or not if you yeah. could share a little bit about what keep does and then maybe we can roll into a little bit of the history of it and 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 how it all got started you bet well and, and a lot of people uh, don't realize that keep was formerly known as infusionsoft so sometimes people hear they'll say oh yeah i know who infusionsoft is i didn't know who keep was sometimes they don't know who either of them are so but we we rebranded our company early this year to keep and that was after you know 15 plus years of being Infusionsoft, and our software, whether it's the the powerful Infusionsoft product, which is the top of our line, or our Keep product, uh, our software is what's called customer relationship management software, CRM software. But it helps it helps small businesses and specifically uh, service businesses develop great relationships with their clients, helps them to get organized, follow up, automate the daily minutia that sometimes doesn't get done and helps helps our customers to grow their business through organization follow-up and automation so it's it's software that is really really effective for small businesses and unfortunately until recently mostly it was just available in the big business world yeah and so being the ceo and obviously one of the founders i'm sure when it started and maybe some encouragement for all the listeners, you know, all small businesses that start, rarely, even though you might have the greatest of ideas, it never just takes off like a rocket ship. Uh, <laughs> there's some, I, I love listening to uh, success stories, and there's always a dark <laughs> period of yes. time 
And yes. so maybe you could share a little bit about some of those early days. Yeah, you bet. Well, you know, today we've got hundreds of employees and, you know, over 100 million in sales. And we've, you know, we've accomplished a lot of great things, but it took a lot of time. It's a lot of work. And by the way, we feel like we're just getting started. I, I can tell a little bit more about the future and what we're up to sure. and how we've created Keep the product to expand our market so that we don't just serve small business marketers and the more established marketing savvy businesses, which is what Infusionsoft serves. But we also now have a product that can serve small businesses who just want to deliver better service for their customers and grow their business efficiently. But yeah, we've had our dark times. So, you know, and, and, you know, it probably the best thing is to, is to go back to the, that early point. And it, it actually ties into why we called the company keep and, you know, we have a mission to simplify growth for millions of small businesses worldwide by the year 2030. And we've created the product line in order to do that. And when we were deciding on, okay, we want to simplify, you know, our mission is to simplify growth and the software is about more, more, you know, simplifying the way that small businesses do this. We wanted a more simple name. We wanted a more simple way of conveying what we do. And you know, that our, our, purpose has always been to help small businesses succeed and our passion is to is to help them to uh, be to drive through the difficult times and and make it through to success and the reality is this that every small business has its struggles its dark times like you said in fact they're more dark than most of us want to admit <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, and so everybody has their their challenge and their their story so I'll, I'll share you with you mine that'd be great and uh, so this was this was many years ago we were a couple of years into the business and it was as it was harder than I could have possibly imagined and uh, I have a very supportive wife she's amazing but she had gotten to the end of her rope and she you know, she said, you just, you need, it's time to go look for a job. And we had had this conversation many times and I had, I had prevailed in convincing her that we, we could, we could do this. We just needed to, you know, stick with it. And, and she had always said, okay, we let's, let's go. We can do that. But this night she was done. She just couldn't do it anymore. I was, frankly, I was a bit delusional. You know, we had, we were on the verge of bankruptcy financially. We were, we were as, we were struggling as much as you possibly could struggle. And I was telling her things were getting better at work because I was seeing financially things were improving at work, but that wasn't translating yet to take home pay. Mm. So as I told her, hey, it's getting better, hon, it's getting better. You know, she was like, it's not getting better for me. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And so this particular night, she said, I just, you have to promise me you'll look for a job when you go to work tomorrow. So I said, okay, I will. Um, and I went to work that the next morning and got to the office and sat down at my at my laptop and began to uh, do what I do every day. I was working leads, I was working with customers. And before I knew it, the day was over. I hadn't done a bit of job searching and I was getting ready to go home. And I just realized, oh man, I, I have to get home right now and I haven't done any job searching. So I was worried. I felt bad that I hadn't done what I said I was gonna do. And I was concerned about how Sharice was gonna respond to that. And so, I drove home and truly I was petrified. <laughs> I, I, I got home and I, I walked in to the house that day and I, I will never forget what happened. Sharice was, her back was to me and I walked into the kitchen and, and she turned around and she said, did you look for a job today? And I said, no. And she walked toward me slowly 
And when she got to me, she gave me a huge hug and she said, it's going to be okay. Just keep going. Mm. Everything's going to be okay. Mm. And we hugged for a long time. We cried. And I, I, I just, you know, I, I couldn't believe it, but she just said, just keep going. And that message, that message of keep going, that's why we named the company keep. Wow. Because the perseverance is the most important thing for small business success. And so our company is all about small business success. And we know the number one thing is you've got to keep at it. You got to keep going. You got to keep serving your clients, keep growing, don't quit. And so we named the company keep, we spell it with an A so we can own it. K E A P. Um, so we can trademark it and own it. And that's the brand we're building. We've, we've begun building over the last few months and we'll build it for years to come. And our messages to small businesses everywhere is keep going, keep serving and keep growing. You know, I'm a keep customer uh, first, and I'm also uh, one of your partners that uh, get to be a part of the family, I guess you would say. But yes, and, and I want to I want to reference that because you know you said I mean Keep is a large company with uh, lots of employees, about a hundred million dollars in revenue, and the image. You know, if you just if you just looked at those numbers, that image would say big corporate structure. Um, really difficult to, you know, get to a person, you know, difficult to get answers, uh, lots of uh, hoops to jump through and so forth. And so for me, uh, two sides of me, one is a customer, the second is a, a partner. I have found that to be the total opposite. In fact, to be honest with you, I've been blown away by that just by the accessibility. I mean, here's an example I mean, you're the CEO taking time to be on this podcast with me uh, just to support, you know, your partners, but, but not just you. I mean, it has permeated throughout your team. Everybody that I've spent some time with recently, we had a, a mastermind with a Southeast group and we spent the whole day together and just the incredible support uh, from your team just says a lot about the character and the DNA of the company, which I would suspect says a lot about the character and DNA of the leaders. So can you talk a little bit about that, about that culture that you've created? Because, you know, some people may look at that and say, oh, well, it just happens. Um, I've been involved uh, in business uh, throughout my life, and I know it doesn't just happen. Uh, You are right. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. It's very intentional. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's important. And I, I talk to leaders all the time about this. It's, it's easy to get in business and let business just sort of bring us along. And we're not intentionally living the business and creating the business. But to create a great culture, you have to intentionally create it. And so I've, we've, I'm, kind of a, I'm kind of a culture nut. I've studied everything out there. And I'm a big, you know, of all the stuff that's out there, I'm a big believer of Jim Collins stuff. Um, Patrick Lencini, Lencini stuff. And, and specifically, Jim Collins talks about creating the vision. He, he, he wrote a book that's it's funny because it's the one that nobody really knows about. It's called Beyond Entrepreneurship. Mm. And he wrote a, in, the, in chapter two of that book, he talks about vision, the vision that you create better than any other book or anything I've ever seen. But he boils it down to your purpose, your values, and your mission. Mm. And what you feel as a customer and a partner is the purpose that we have to help small businesses succeed. That's not just a nice slogan. It is 
deeply ingrained in us. And it goes back to that keep going story that I shared with you. My, my keep going story, that's my story. But every successful entrepreneur has their keep going story. Mm -hmm. And that, that passion that we have to help, that, to help small businesses succeed, that purpose, that is ingrained in the DNA of the company. We hire for it. We, we train for it. We fire to it. Um, if you don't have that, then you're, you, know, you just don't have the stuff that's required to be here. And it doesn't make you bad or wrong. It's just that it's not your passion to help small businesses succeed. So we're really careful about who we bring into the company, how we coach them and train them. If they're not getting it, then we move them out because they could be super skilled. But if, they're, if they have great skills, but they lack that passion to help small businesses succeed, and they don't really buy into our purpose to help small businesses succeed as a company, then there's going to be a culture misfit and it doesn't work. So we, we love that keep going story that exists out there for every successful entrepreneur. Um, we want to encourage that, cheerlead it, nurture it in every way we possibly can. And that's really the DNA of the company. It's the, it's the purpose. And then you go to the values and we have a set of, set of, of seven values that we live by and hire to and train to and fire to. And then we have our mission that we're up to. And I, you know, I mentioned our, our mission is to simplify growth for 5 million small businesses worldwide by 2030. We had a mission before that that took us from 2006 to 2017. And now we're on a mission to 2030. So, you know, I think there's a few principles if you, if to, that I'll extract out of that. We, we think long-term. We have a long-term vision. We're really grounded in our customers and helping our customers be successful. Um, we experienced it ourselves, so we never forget what that is. Mm. We're not just a company that said, hey, let's go do this. We see this unmet need in the market. We're going to go do this. No, we, we, were, we, we were born in it. Right, exactly. <laughs> we came out of it. We understand it. And so we work hard to keep our people in that place of understanding. Now, having said all of that, we make mistakes. We mess up. We do things that uh, you know, we, we wish we wouldn't do. Uh, but we try to get better and, and, and learn, you know, one of our things is we learn always. That's one of our values. We learn always. And sometimes mistakes and experience are the best, the best teacher. And so we try to learn from that. Sure. Um, I love the, uh, I was, I was looking, doing a little research and I'm, I'm making sure I quote this right, but I love the title of this book that, that you co-wrote with Scott conquering the chaos how to grow a, i love the sub subtitle there how to grow a successful small business without going crazy yes. <laughs> yeah That's and, right. we, can, we you, can you make a few comments enough, about that 10 years ago i can't believe it it's been but it's been out 10 years it's a new york times bestseller we're actually i'm just uh, in the process of doing a revised edition um to kind of help take it out to the world even more broadly. But yeah, it, that's what it's about. I mean, small business is chaos. It really is. And how you overcome that, that's really what, that's the work we do at Keep. It's we help you to overcome that chaos and grow a successful small business without going crazy. Yeah. Any, uh, any advice for those small businesses that are uh, on that verge of wondering whether they can keep going and, and they are in the middle of chaos? Yes. Uh, I always love when I Sometimes uh, I have a love hate, you know, some of the people that I follow that are great leaders and their businesses are uh, very successful and they have these huge teams and they always talk about, oh, you got to have a balanced life. And, you know, you got to take three months off in the summer and you, you know, you got to be able to just focus on one thing. And I want to say you've lost touch with reality <laughs> because, you know, a lot of small businesses listen to that and they think, wow, I, mean, I can't do that. I mean, I, you know, right. we don't have the ability 
but I'm sure there are some principles. Obviously, you can't stay in that spot, uh, but sometimes you have to just roll up your sleeves and, and work hard. But but any principles that you could throw out that a small business owner might say, yeah, how do I how do I deal with that chaos when I can't just yeah. go hire 20 people to yeah. take that load off? Yeah, definitely. And there there are some principles and I'll share those. Let me let me first just make sure we're clear on what, what the chaos is, because I think a lot of times what happens is people get started in their business and they think, oh, I'm going to have freedom. You know, now I can be my own boss. I can do my own thing. And and the you know, the allure of entrepreneurship and have having freedom of your time and to financial opportunity to make, you know, to make more and that quickly runs into life where you have customers and you have deadlines and you have responsibilities and obligations and you've got so many administrative things that aren't even don't even have to do with the service or product that you offer. You're you're it's all of this extra stuff and you exactly. gotta do these, you know, all these things and and it becomes so overwhelming and people start to realize, whoa, I don't have freedom. And they start to realize how many hours they're working. And unless they have a lot of passion for it, they they'll give it up because because the truth is from a cost benefit standpoint there are jobs that are that are that are better for most people the only reason you should do a business is if you really have a lot of passion and you've got a lot of a lot of desire to to get through the difficult challenges in those early stages and it does usually take two to three years at the beginning for people to get past that that survival stage and and then and by the way once you you know you know more in the in the you know in the arena of more bad news, you know, <laughs> once you get past those first two to three years, it's not that it's just smooth sailing from right, there on, right. you'll run into new challenges, but they're usually not, not really existential threats. They're just new challenges and struggles and things you've got to deal with. Those first couple of years, you know, it's a daily fight for survival. Mm -hmm. And the notion of going and taking a vacation is like, you forget it. You can't. Do it. <laughs> so, and I mean, just trying to get to your kid's soccer game without being mm -hmm. completely, you know, buried by the business feels like a pipe dream. So first of all, the chaos is real and it happens because getting a business off the ground is a really difficult endeavor. It's a really tough thing. And 99% of the population doesn't have the guts for it. Mm. They don't have the, the, perp, the dream for it. They don't have the ambition for it. They won't get, they won't work through that hard, that hard time. The, the good news is it's really great when you get to the other side. It really is. It's fantastic. And I think small business owners see that and they want to get to that. But the, the chaos, the disorganization, the, the lack of systems, the lack of, of a, a method of how you do things where you're just reacting constantly to everything that's going on and you're in firefighting mode, that is so taxing on the mind. And the, and the business owner's brain is the glue that's trying to hold all of this stuff together. So, the problem is what happens is you go into business wanting this freedom, you start to get taxed by the overwhelm and, and the lack of a system and the lack of, of effectively serving your clients. And suddenly you're dropping the ball with your clients left and right. And you think, holy cow, this is why I got in business in the first place to serve my clients better and to do a better exactly. job than the big dumb company that I used to work for or whatever, right. you know, whatever that is. So that's the chaos. It's, it, the chaos is disorganization. It's dropping the balls. And it's doing things manually. Hmm. And so when you what, what happens is business owners, they don't recognize it. And when you don't recognize what, what it is and what's going on, you don't realize that, oh, this is why I'm caught up in it. And this is why I feel so taxed. And I don't have the people to do the job. So I'm wearing 17 different hats trying to do all these different things. 
So that's the chaos, not to belabor the point too much, but if you get right to the heart of it, and I have spoken to audiences all over the world, I've, I've spoken to literally hundreds of thousands of people at this point, and our company has talked to millions of business owners. And it, and it comes down to this disorganization, this lack of a system, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it taxes people's minds, and they end up dropping the ball and not following up effectively. So if you, the principles that you ask for, when you get right down to it, what are the principles? The principles are get organized, follow up effectively, and then automate a bunch of that manual drudgery that doesn't have to be done manually. The principles of organization, follow up, and automation, those are the principles that, are, that we talk about in the book, Conquer the Chaos. Those are the systems principles. And then we also talk a little bit, a little bit about some mindset stuff because the reality is you have to work at the, system, the, the systems of, of uh, organization, follow-up, and automation. But you also have to win the battle between your ears because while you're doing that systems work, if you're losing the battle between your ears, it's game over. Mm. And so we, we talk about the mindset side. We talk about the system side. And uh, those are some of the principles that, that help small businesses to get organized or, or to have a successful business and not go crazy. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's almost, it, it, I always say every business that starts has a clear plan and a clear strategy. And then after day one, it starts to get muddy, you know, right. when life starts to happen. And right. instead of keeping it clear, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I'm guilty as well, what we have the tendency to do is instead of carving things off our plate, we just keep layering things on. Right. Uh, and so before we know it, uh, you know, somebody said, well, what's your plan? Well, there's about 20 different directions. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't even worry about it. And if our right. teams are a little confused at that, which that usually frustrates teams, our customers certainly are confused uh, as to our identity. And, you know, one well, of the... You- Go ahead. The way you said that reminded me, you know, it, it reminded me of the famous Mike Tyson quote, the boxer who said, everybody's got a strategy until they get punched in the face. <laughs> that's right. And, and in it, small business, everybody's got a strategy until you get your first client. And then you realize, it. oh, wow, this is, this is different. This doesn't just fit neatly into what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And, and even the uh, shiny, you know, shiny object syndrome of you have oh, to pay yeah. the bills. And so, you know, hey, I know this is not what you do, but could you do that? I'd pay right. you. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I can right. do that. And before you know it, you're cut up into 20 different pieces. One yeah. of my values that I have for the business is I want to be highly responsive. I've noticed in this world, um, that's a value that doesn't seem to happen as mm. often. And I've mm. found that a lot of times I'm able to um, work with clients simply because I'm first to the plate. (laughs) In other words, if you get an email or you get a phone call or you schedule, just be first. And sometimes uh, that that's the main, but in, in support of that, as, as I think about scaling, I can't do that all myself. So you either have to hire a ton of people to do that, Mm -hmm. or you have to have a system, which that's obviously right. that's where uh, keep comes into play and, and helps automate some of that, still allow it to be personalized. And that's what I love about the email nurturing strategy and, and that ability through keep is uh, I always say, you know, when people get to, when you get to know somebody uh, that, that nurturing strategy almost allows a potential customer to date you before they decide they want to marry you. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And uh, when, when my wife and I 
got married. We didn't get married on the first date. We had to right. we had to you know figure that out. And so uh, just this idea of being able to nurture those relationships. So uh, yeah, this that having systems that allow you to be that responsive is certainly certainly helpful. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You said it really well, Tim. And you know if I you asked, you know, what are the principles in the book? And I talked about mindset and I talked about systems or and under systems, organization, follow-up and automation. If if someone came to me and said, look, I'm, I'm struggling to grow my business. I'm overwhelmed. I just need you to tell me one, you know, give me the one thing. If I boiled everything down to one thing, it's follow-up. Mm-hmm. What happens is small businesses get buried by the overwhelm and they, and they don't follow up effectively. That's exactly and right. I have asked, why don't you follow up. Well, I don't have time. I don't have a system. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the people. I don't have the resources on and on and on. And all of those things are valid. They're, they're absolutely valid. And they're totally understandable. That that's what happens to small businesses. You get buried by this chaos and that responsiveness that you want to have for your clients falls by the wayside. And, and it's such a simple thing. I have spent, I've literally built a career on helping people understand follow-up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not rocket science. It really is a simple, basic thing. And, and what we've seen over the years, and hopefully this is useful to your audience, there are three types of follow-up that if every business does, their business will grow. And, and I, I'm like, I can guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, know, it's, you have to have a system for following up with new leads. And you have to have a system for following up with new clients. And you have to have a system for following up doing what we call long-term nurture so it's any contacts you've had over time and you know the best example of this is a simple monthly newsletter right it it can be delivered by carrier pigeon for all i care i don't care if it's email or if it's a simple one paragraph text that you send once a month whatever it is you need a a, a letter whatever it is that long-term nurture keeps you in touch with your clientele it keeps you on in their mind and what the, the thing we don't realize is we're running our business. We think everybody understands what we're doing. They don't understand. They're That's busy right. running their lives. That's right. And if we don't stay in front of them, they, they might love us and want to do business with us, but we're not top of mind and they'll go do business with somebody else. So new lead, new follow-up, long-term follow-up, you know, long-term nurture follow-up. If you put those, those new lead, new client and long-term nurture follow-up in place, and they don't have to be super elaborate. You can literally right. have like a three-step follow-up for each new lead that comes in and a three-step follow-up for each new client that helps you to get that relationship on the right foot. And a monthly newsletter that goes out to your, to your entire contact list. You know, it might be 20 people on the contact list. It might be 20,000 people on your contact list. But you will grow your business if you do those three things. Absolutely. I was talking to a leader last week and and we were talking about follow up. And I said to him, I said, you know, when you when you don't respond to somebody or you don't continue to nurture that relationship, you are inviting that person to create their own narrative about who you are. Yep. And in some cases, the character of who you are, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you're inviting them to connect dots that may not be true, but if you don't participate in that conversation, you're basically allowing them to, to create a narrative about you, and it wouldn't it yep. be so much better to control that narrative as opposed to just putting it out there and letting uh, your customers sort of figure that out on their own. So, yeah, that's, that's right. good, good stuff. One of the things that, you know, the name of the podcast, this podcast is Discover Blind Spots. That's the name of my business. And 
and I always say we help leaders uncover blind spots in their organization. You know, we look at strategy and messaging and communication mm-hmm. and so forth as, as we're talking about, and then the alignment of teams. But I have to believe, and in, in one of the, 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 the values, and I just uh, finished writing a book, and one of the values in that book is how do, you, how do you uncover, you know, if a blind spot is really blind, how do you see it? And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I write in there is I say, I don't know that uh, there's probably a very few blind spots that we literally, it's impossible to see. Most of the time we bury them <laughs> and we might call them denial spots. Uh, and so forth. But uh, one of the ways to expose them is to hear from people who have gone before us or further down that leadership road. So I have to imagine that in your leadership over these years at Keep, Infusionsoft and then Keep, that maybe you've uncovered some blind spot lessons along the way and wondered if, if maybe you could share a few of those. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a handful, you know, as we talked about the, as we talked about the topic you know the 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 name the title of the podcast i thought oh wow this is perfect you know because right. <laughs> i i have seen some things and we make mistakes all the time and you know i think there's the the thing that the thing that i would the analogy that i would share and i'm a big believer in this work is in find i'm a big, I'm a big believer in finding your blind spots because that's what opens up growth it's what mm-hmm. opens up opportunity and as an entrepreneur if you want to just get comfortable settling into a certain spot, then you may not ever, you, you can, you can afford to bury those blind spots and not, not go discover them and work on them. But if you want to grow and develop um, your company or yourself individually, you've got to work on the blind spots. And, and my coach says, you know, the best way to see the blind spots is to, is to look in a mirror. Right. And, and, and so <laughs> right. when you look, you know, you think about your, when you're, when you're driving, how do you how do you discover blind spots? You look in a mirror. Right. Well, when we're going through life, we're not looking in the mirror for blind spots. You know, we we look in the mirror real quick to make sure we look okay going into this meeting or whatever else. But but we don't look in the mirror looking for blind spots. And a, a coach helps you to do that. A coach right. holds up the mirror and says, "No, look closer. No, see in that corner right over there. Right. Here, let me adjust it just so so that you can see this." And I've worked with a coach for 10 years and he has helped me see issues. I remember the very first time I met with him, I said, why would I work with you and spend all this money? Like, help me understand the investment. I had a very like ROI practical mentality. And he said, well, I'll help you see yourself in the ways that other people see you that you can't see. And I said, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. And over the years, he has revealed for me many blind spots, things that that were, you know, 30, 40 years in the making that I didn't realize that that was how my kids saw me or that's mm-hmm. how my wife saw me or my coworkers or my team or whatever. So one thing I would say is it's hard to grow a business if the entrepreneur doesn't grow. Right. And so I would start with growing yourself as an entrepreneur. And I highly recommend a coaching relationship that can be a paid coach, which works the best because you tend to listen to people you pay. Right. Um, you know, my doctor can tell me, eat more vegetables and I do it even though my mom and my wife have been telling me for years. You know? <laughs> right, <laughs> so, exactly. So, um, I, when you pay, pay an expert, you tend to listen a little better, but if you say, you know what, I can't afford that. I'm not going to do that. Find a relationship where you will listen to them when they hold the mirror up and say, no, let me adjust it for you. So you can see this because you don't want to see this. You're trying to bury it. You're trying to turn a blind eye to mm-hmm. it. 
That's why it's called a blind spot, right? Right. right. You don't want to see it. Right. And and, uh, and so the first thing I would share is engage in coaching and really engage in it because you want to grow and develop. The second thing I would say is as a company, we have blind spots right. and you've got to find different ways to reveal those. And so I have a few things that I would share that have been really effective for us. Um, number one, and it's closely related to the individual improving, it's doing feedback sessions with employees where employees can give feedback on leaders. That's a really great way to get to get a view of something that you may not be seeing. And and again, you, you tend to take, when you, with these mechanisms I'm sharing to help you see blind spots, you don't just take one and carte blanche say, oh, that's it. You have to get a few different views of it. So that's one thing. Another thing is you get feedback from your customers. Um, there are lots of ways to do that. You can do it through surveys. One of my favorite ways is to listen to phone calls, mm. either be side by side with a support rep or a sales rep as I'm listening to phone calls or listen to recordings of them. Um, but there's lots of ways to listen to customers. You can do surveys, but listening to customers, and I love to hear their words, not just read their words in a right. survey. I love to hear the emotion and the context and the understanding of what's going on. So, so listening to customers. And then the, the third one I would say is a process that we've used for since the beginning of the business. And it's, it's simply this, it's, it's the quarterly planning process. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but it is so effective if if you will just take once a quarter time away from the business to evaluate what's working what's not working what have you learned and then put that into a plan going forward a 90-day plan and your quarterly plan should ladder up to your one-year plan which should ladder up to a three-year plan mm. which should ladder up to your long-term vision for your company and you know for years we've taught how to do that we actually had a business a little part of our business where we taught that and then we spun it off and created a different group with it that does that but that that planning process is so important to get out of the chaos to get out of the grind of what's happening it's so important to get back in control of your business and to intentionally lead the business as opposed to just getting whipped around by the business but it's also not only is it a way to be intentional and proactive, but it's a way to discover blind spots because there's a really powerful thing that happens when you, when you get offsite and you evaluate what happened in the last 90 days. You have ahas, you have realizations, you see stuff that you, you connect dots, and then that helps you to proactively set a plan going forward. So I have kind of the personal one on coaching and then, a, a, and then three things from a business side, um, feedback from employees, feedback from customers, and a quarterly planning process that if, you know, it, it might sound crazy to take a full day and just go offsite to do it, but I will, I, I swear by it. It is the most valuable investment you can make in your business to get, get offsite, spend some time evaluating what's happening and putting a plan together for the next 90 days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you were saying that I couldn't help, but think, you know, your reference to mirrors and, uh, you know, we didn't talk beforehand, but I actually wrote about that in the book of the idea of the car mirrors uh, but all of those uh, examples you gave could be considered a mirror that you yes. as, as a tool. And I use the uh, illustration of, you know, when I get in my car, I have three mirrors, you know, side mirrors. Mm -hmm. And of course, in you know, today's cars, you have all kinds of ways that you should be able to see everything. But just go, right. go kind of old fashioned. There are three basic mirrors that you have. And when I get in my car, my mirrors are set to me. 
Mm-hmm. And now when I get in my wife's car, her mirrors are set to her. And yep. when I get in her car, before I would back out of the driveway, what's the first thing I do? Adjust the mirror. I would never <laughs> consider driving and say, well, I can't see out of these mirrors, but it's no big deal. I'll just, <laughs> right. you know. But we head out in life sometimes every day and never think to look in a mirror you know, for those type things, or at least position those around us. So great, right. yeah, great examples and some tools and tips for those of us who struggle. And then the only other thing I would say is that, and maybe you could, you know, elaborate on this. Sometimes when I talk about blind spots with people, sometimes people will say, I don't want to uncover them because it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's ugly, you know, and I may uncover some things about myself that I don't want to know, and I try to cast the vision of, but you don't understand the relief that you're going to feel once those are removed. And we we defined a blind spot as anything that sort of stands in the way of you being all that perhaps God's wired you up to be. But yeah. I don't know if you have a, a, a quick comment about that, of, of just that, you know, even though it's kind of heavy lift and even though it can be a little yucky at times, uh, coming out of it, there's this burden that's sort of relieved when you're able to to deal with some of those. Have you have you found Ab- that as as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll at, at the risk of getting too personal, I'll share with you something that 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 I worked on that I've worked on over the years with my coach. And these are not these are not things that um, are fun to talk about or that I'm super proud of, or it's, you know, I mean, (laughs) this is like the real guts of coaching and like getting into it. But one of the things that I realized, um, you know, I, I was, when I started coaching with them, you know, we had, we had a successful business, things were going well, you know, felt like I had, you know, I had, I had everything that I wanted to accomplish, but I had a great family, great team, Um, but I also knew that I needed to work on things and I'm very much a self-improvement guy and I wanted to work on things. And, um, what I learned was I had no concept for what it was to be gentle. Mm. In fact, I, I actually had a, a, an aversion to gentleness Mm because I felt like it was weakness. Mm, right. <laughs> and I'm not proud to say that that was how I saw it. But, but that, that, that completely undeveloped muscle of being gentle was causing problems for me as a father, as a husband, as a CEO with my team. I was allowing anger and a temper to get in the way of effective relationships. And I had no, I mean, I was, I'd been happily married for shoot 16 years at the time I started coaching. And um, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that I had no, that I didn't have a clear concept of what gentle gentleness was, let alone an understanding of how to practice it. Right. And, and I've spent 10 years, literally 10 years working on becoming a gentle man. Mm. And I didn't understand what a gentleman actually is. I, right. I just didn't understand it. There's so many notions about what a gentleman is, but I didn't understand it. And and I I have loved working on that. And it's created way better relationships for me at work. It's created way better relationships for me with my kids. Right. 
was critical for me because I had kids who were just kind of going, I was going into the teenage years with my kids mm. at the time. And, and I'm certainly not perfect at it, but I, I work at it all the time. I work at becoming more gentle and, and, and that, that does not uh, go against having the power to accomplish great things in the world. Mm. It actually enhances your power to accomplish great things in the world. So I, I share that as a specific thing that I've worked on. Um, I have lots of ways I work on it. I have uh, lots of missteps and mistakes I make around it. Um, but it's one of those things that I look, I can look back on it now and it was truly a blind spot in my characteristics, wow. in my, my character. I, I didn't, I didn't under, I didn't understand it at all. And, um, you know, I, I think it's been really fun to work on that and I'm excited to discover the next one and the next one and the next one. Wow. I appreciate that. I appreciate you being so transparent. I, uh, we could, we could talk for hours, I think, but I know that, uh, we have schedules and particularly you do probably more than me, but I, I can't tell you how honored I am to have you just spend some time together. I, um, I feel like we have known each other for a while, even though we just met. Uh, but I appreciate your honesty, your um, uh, clarity, but even more so your transparency. And what I admire in just tremendous leaders is the willingness to be transparent. So thank you. Thank you for doing that and sharing in that manner. You bet, you bet Tim. I feel like we're kindred spirits. It's been great to connect here. And thank you for what you do to help leaders to grow and develop. And thank you for helping us to get the word out about Keep. You know, it's thrilling for us to now have a full product line that can help small businesses grow wherever they are along that spectrum. It used to be that we just had Infusionsoft for kind of more of the high-end sophisticated small business marketers. And as you know, uh, our Keep Pro product is incredible. It's an amazing blend of ease and power. Our Keep Grow product is a great easy pro product that helps create the organization and simple guided automation to help small businesses grow and we love doing what we do we feel like we're just getting started we've got a big vision that we're up to and we appreciate you as a partner helping us to help small businesses conquer the chaos and grow yeah thank you it's a uh, it's great to be a part of the keep family when people ask me what do you like about it the most of course now getting used to uh, uh, having more contact with the company, I have a lot of things I can share. But early on, I used to say, hey, it just works. You know, <laughs> it, it just works. We've all spent money on things that complicated our lives, and, and it just works. So uh, grateful to be a part of, uh, of this team. And, uh, again, I, I can't thank you for, uh, for spend, enough for spending time with me today. Well, you bet. Thanks. You're exactly right. You're, you're, it does work. I, to I tell people all the time, I hope that on my gravestone, right after it says, you know, here, here lies Clay Mask, who's a, a great, after it says he's a great husband and father, <laughs> I want it to say, follow up works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. As I told you, he's a great leader. And hopefully you pick that up in his comments and his honesty and transparency and and even that last story he told uh, of his blind spot his personal blind spot just being vulnerable there that's a tremendous leader and I was honored to be able to sit with him and um, just enjoy that time together 
So uh, let me just end by saying if you're a small business, and, and this is not really an advertisement because I look at what I do as really serving people, not selling things. So if, if you're a small business and you're you know wearing 20 different hats and you're trying to think about marketing and, and you don't really know, uh, you know where to, to go and what to do next and how can I stay in touch with my customers and how can I automate some of those processes, maybe this particular system uh, of keep uh, might be something that's beneficial to you. I'd love to talk to you about that. You know, the nice thing about Keep is that you don't just buy a piece of software and have to figure it out. It comes with a person. So I'd love to talk to you about maybe how I can help serve you if if that's needed uh, to help you to market and grow and really clearly communicate to your current customers and your potential customers the brand and the DNA and the mission, vision, values of who you are. So feel free to reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Thanks for listening.